2023 was arguably the greatest year in Seattle Thunderbirds history. So let's close the book on the year in style. We count down the top 10 moments for Seattle Thunderbirds hockey in 2023. Plus, we look ahead at what's in store to kick off 2024 at the Accesso Showware Center. It's all ahead on another episode. T-Birds fans, let's fly. You're listening to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Join us every other week for interviews with your favorite T-Birds players, conversations about how the team is doing, fan stories, and more. And now, here's Tyler. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the podcast here. Hope you had uh, an amazing holiday season, amazing Christmas, New Year's, happy 2024, everyone. We are off and running in another year, and yet the same season of Seattle Thunderbirds hockey continues. So much to cover in today's episode. A couple of reminders for you out there. Again, you can follow along with Seattle Thunderbirds hockey and a bunch of different places, seattlethunderbirds.com, on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Seattle Thunderbirds, on X and Snapchat, at Seattle T-Birds. A reminder, you can always text the podcast, text us, call us, however you want to uh, chime in and let your voice be heard for the podcast, 253-656-6618. We're going to read some texts later on in the show here. I threw out the question last week, what was your top Seattle Thunderbirds moment in 2023? We've got a busy show today. Again, we're going to talk about the last two weeks for the T-Birds. How did they close out 2023? Spoiler alert. Unfortunately, it was not how they started the year, but we'll get to all of that. And then again, we're counting down the top 10 moments for the Seattle Thunderbirds this year in 2023. And then we'll look ahead at what's to come at the Accesso Shower Center over the next few weeks here. Lots of exciting hockey, some fun promotions coming up, lots in store for 2024. But let's get things started. So here we are. A couple of weeks after our two weeks since our last episode, three games for the Seattle Thunderbirds, three same results. Not the ones you'd want to see, though. Seattle goes 0 and 3 in three games since the holiday break. Played Wednesday, December 28th, taking on the Portland Winterhawks. They were in Portland. They came back home to take on the Everett Silvertips Saturday, December 30th for the final home game of 2023 at the Accessor Shower Center and then closed out the year on the road on New Year's Eve in Wenatchee, taking on the Wild again Sunday, December 31st. So what happened here? Thursday, December 28th at the Portland Winterhawks. It was 1-1 at one point in this game. It would not stay 1-1. Portland went on quite the run, would end up winning this game by a score of 8-5. to five. Seattle able to put some shots in, but couldn't uh, couldn't come back from eight goals down or, or couldn't match the eight goals for the Winter Hawks. Want to give a shout out 
to the 15-year-old from British Columbia who was a fourth-round pick by Seattle just this past May. He was drafted in May, already playing minutes in the WHL. Colton Joie, there's a good chance I butchered that. I asked Tom Boyning probably three or four different times this past Saturday in case Colton scored. Colton Jawa, first WHO goal in just his second game, scores one of the five goals for the T-Birds in this one, scored in the third period. I believe, congratulations to Colton on getting his first. We didn't even have head shots for the kid yet. And uh, I was talking with Malia before the game on Saturday. She's like, I don't know what to, I didn't know what to post on social media because we didn't have anything for Colton yet. So congratulations, Colton. Here's hoping that is the first of many goals in a Seattle Thunderbirds sweater. It's a couple of more days off. T-Birds come back home Saturday, December 30th, take on the Everett Silver Tips. T-Birds came back down from three goals in this one. They were down three, nothing. They got a pair of goals from Simon Loveson in the second. Sawyer Minio chipped in a minute into the third and tied it up 3-3. But Everett would get two more in the third. Seattle unable to match. Everett ultimately losing this one 5-4. This was a gritty game for the T-Birds. They went at it. They, they, they put it all out there. This, this was a very even game for portions of it. Uh, for most of the game, Seattle was out shooting the silver tips, which they've done several times uh, this season, but unable to, to get that, that big win and uh, or unable to close it out. Grayson Malinowski in goal. The, the, four, the five goals that he ended up giving up, uh, a lot of them kind of out, not on his own, but played really well. I thought he's he's lost all three games he's played in at this point, but he's got a decent save percentage. He's only allowed three point four two goals per game in his three games so far, and he's faced quite a few shots. December seventeenth, taking on the Vancouver Giants face 35 shots versus Portland, 26 shots versus Everett, 30 shots. Obviously not the result he wanted, but another young kid stepping up, playing some big minutes for Seattle. They lose another one to the Everett silver tips this season where last year it was pretty much perfect against Everett. So a bit of a tougher season against the rivals to the North. And then they close things out Sunday, December 31st at the Wenatchee wild Dropping this one five to one. First loss of the season. First loss in franchise history versus the Wild, the Wenatchee Wild, since they moved to Wenatchee this offseason. The T Birds had won the two previous matchups earlier in the season. So T Birds close out the twenty twenty close out twenty twenty three with a record of two, eight, and one in the month of December. And that's all we're gonna say about that. Because we're gonna transition. And we're going to put month 12 of the year aside. And instead, we're going to close the book on 2023 by counting down some of the best moments of the year. And I know what you're thinking. Because I'm feeling it too. After a a pretty amazing start to October with how this team looks. And November kind of being a mishmash. And then December being what it was. 
you might be feeling how I was at one point where it's like, man, this is not how we wanted to end the year. But trust me, I started going back through and I looked at everything that took place in 2023. So many things that I forgot about. It is incredible to look back and think about what this team accomplished over the last 12 months. So let's get right into it. Counting down the top 10 moments. And here here are the rules. Here was my criteria. I looked at what happened in 2023 and I picked my favorites and that's how it went. <laughs> so if, if you get to the end of this list and you're like, Tyler, you were absolutely wrong about all this. Hey, that's okay. I'd love to hear your list. Uh, I'm going to share the, the text number again here a little later. I'd love to hear what you thought. Did I put somebody too high? Did I put somebody too low? But I took specific dates And I said, on this date, this thing happened, and here's where I would rank that. So let's get into it. Number 10, we're going to go all the way back. This episode is releasing Thursday, January 4th. We're going to go back almost 365 days, 364 days to January 5th when Team Canada takes gold at the World Juniors Tournament with six T-Birds on the roster, current or future T-Birds. And I know what you're thinking, Tyler, this is not a Seattle Thunderbirds moment. I would beg to differ. Led in goal by Thomas Millich with three other T-Birds players, Kevin Korchinski, Reed Schaefer, and Nolan Allen, along with two other future T-Birds. More on that in a moment. Team Canada, takes gold at World Juniors. Millick posts a 1.76 goals allowed average during the tournament and a 9.32 save percentages for Canada. This Canada team, uh, minus a couple of other stars, was could have been the the T. Could have been we had several. You could have had several lines out there that were just Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, so. What happened and, and the accomplishment that Team Canada had that is was a real testament to the the players that were getting it done on the ice in Seattle. And we got to give a shout out to the players and knowing what they were able to accomplish in the midst of one of the most incredible seasons in the history of Seattle Thunderbirds hockey that they were also able to do that and represent their country, their nation. And I think that's a really cool moment. So my number 10 moment, Canada takes gold at the World Juniors led by Thomas Millick in goal and five other T-Birds or soon-to-be T-Birds players. All right, number nine, March 22nd. Seattle at home wins 6-3 over the Kamloops Blazers. All right, let's move on to number eight. No, I'm just kidding. Number nine, 6-3 win over the Kamloops Blazers. Why is this the number nine moment? Well, a couple things happened here. One, it was the game that officially clinched home ice advantage for the Seattle Thunderbirds, the top spot in the Western Conference going into the playoffs. That would be key. As you will see later on, the T-Birds had a near flawless record at home in the 2023 playoffs. But more importantly, 
it set a new bar for Seattle with a record of 53-9-1-2 with that win. The T-Birds' 53 wins marked the franchise record for most wins in a single season. They would ultimately end the season with 54 wins, a franchise best. The T-Birds would also finish the season with 111 points, also a franchise record. This game is a testament to the fact that what took place in the 2022-2023 season does not happen every other year. It was a franchise record year. And and how much we all got to relish and enjoy some of those moments in the midst of our franchise. Uh, just one of one of the the best season in franchise history is pretty incredible. So again, my number nine moment, March 22nd, T-Birds defeat the Kamloops Blazers 6-3 to at home to clinch the top spot in the Western Conference playoffs and also set a franchise record for most wins in a season. All right, moving on to number eight. Number eight did not take place in the 2022-2023 season. We've had some fun moments so far here, three months into the 2023-2024 season, but this one took the cake out of all of them. I know there are going to be some of you that say, Tyler, this needs to be higher up the list. And I agree. This one was tough to not find a way to move it up the list. But right now, this is where I had it. October 17th, T-Birds come from behind to beat the Brandon Wheat Kings at home. And it's not just that, it's how it happened. Down four to two late in the third period, Seattle would score four goals in the final minute and four seconds. It scored two goals from Luka Hoff, 33 seconds apart. Braden Coots scores the game winner 22 seconds after that. And Simon Loveson with the empty net with four seconds remaining in the game. T-Birds go on to win this one six to four to start the season four to one with a record of four and one, a start that I don't think anybody saw coming except for the players, the coaches, and the front office. But one of the most electric moments at the Excesso Showware Center, watching the team score and then score again and then score again and then score again, just when you thought it was over, again, down 4-2 with a little over a minute left in the game. They're able to claw their way back into this one. And one of the most incredible comebacks you will ever see. If you were there in person, you witnessed something very special. So again, my number eight moment, October 17th. T-Birds come back, score four goals in the final minute versus the Brandon Wheat Kings to win 6-4. to four and start the season with four wins in five games. All right, number seven. Number seven is one of two on the list that is not a singular day. It is a moment, but it is a moment thematically. The dates for this one, January 7th, January 9th, and January 10th. I remember being on vacation or being on a trip, uh, I was I was I was out with my family. We were we were at our vacation home in Chelan, uh, the first week of the year last year, and I remember seeing the notifications come in while we were gone as these were taking place. January seventh, 
The T-Birds acquired Colton Dock from the Kelowna Rockets. January 9th, Brad Lambert reassigned to the WHL. The T-Birds had his, acquired his rights during the summer. So in the span of two days, the T-Birds acquire Colton Dock and Brad Lambert. One day later, Seattle trades and acquires the rights to Dylan Gunther, who I I believe most of us that there there was a strong feeling that wow that'd be really something if Dylan Gunther came and played, and it was a, about four weeks later, February fifth he was eventually assigned to back to the WHL, reassigned to the WHL, and to the T Birds who now had his rights. So these three players. The, what Seattle did at the deadline last year in the midst of Kamloops making some big moves, in the midst of uh, Winnipeg making some moves, and, and some of the other uh, teams that started gearing up for what was going to be a, play, a, a, a stretch run, Seattle started to put together one of the greatest rosters we've ever seen. Between the second half of the season and the playoffs, about a 38-game average between these three players. They combined for 58 goals, 88 assists, 146 points, about a 1.3 points per game between the three of them. It is astonishing. And I I believe this team was good enough to compete and be competitive. I do not believe we would have seen every single outcome that we saw in the WHL playoffs without these three players. So what Bill LaForge was able to do, you gave up a good chunk to get these players, but the impact that they had is unquestionable, and you are now a two-time WHL championship franchise because of the talent that you brought in at the deadline last year. So again, my number seven moment, January 7th, 9th, and 10th, T-Birds make a splash at the deadline by acquiring Colton Dock. Uh, Brad Lambert being reassigned to them and acquiring the rights to Dylan Gunther. All right. Number six. The other non-single date event. This one is two dates, or I guess you could say it's a range of dates. It is June 28th through June 29th. Six T-Birds drafted into the NHL. It's the most taken in a single draft from Seattle since going all the way back to 1999. And the six players taken in the second round, Nico Majadovic goes number 33 to the Anaheim Ducks. Grayson Souchin goes number 63 to the Florida Panthers. In the third round, Sawyer Minio goes number 89 to the Vancouver Canucks. In the fifth round, Seattle's goal, goalie tandem, Scott Ratzlaff, goes number 141 to the Buffalo Sabres. And Thomas Millick goes 151 to the Winnipeg Jets. And then in the sixth round, Jeremy Hansel goes 187 to the Colorado Avalanche. Ultimately, we can scream and yell at games and and have fun and play music and drink our adult beverages and and 
do all of the amazing fun things that make Seattle Thunderbirds hockey so great, be in community, watch, watch these players on the ice, all of that great stuff. But when it comes down to it, this is what it's all about. Young guys getting to live out their dream of making it to the National Hockey League. And so getting to see six of them that all played integral parts in a championship season, had phenomenal careers, um, several of them still with the, the T-Birds at this point. <clears throat> but uh, amazing to see this take place. All of them get to celebrate together and now start moving forward in their career, many of whom have dreamed about this since they could pick up a hockey stick and and lace up the skate. So, again, my number six moment, June 28th through June 29th, Six T-Birds drafted into the NHL, the most in a single draft since 1999. All right, five down and five to go. Number five, April 15th. Game two of the second round of the playoffs Seattle at home taking on the Prince George Cougars. Seattle would go on to win this game 5-1, to one, and they would take a 2-0 series lead. But it didn't come without some adversity. With, with just a one-goal lead in the second period, the Cougars were given two penalties that resulted in a full two minutes of a five-on-three advantage. And despite having a five-on-three advantage for two minutes, Thomas Millick and the T-Birds penalty kill unit were able to step up and keep Prince George off the board. They got nothing, and Seattle would go on to score four more goals to take a 5-1 win. I can honestly say, as I was putting this list together, the second most incredible, loudest, wildest moment I have ever experienced at the Excesso Shower Center. We're going to get to number one here shortly. I Obviously, you know what's coming, but I, I had family attending that game, people who are not big hockey fans, people who... who have learned hockey by coming to T-Birds games, uh, but are not the most seasoned fans. And they came away telling me after that game, wow, this was really exciting. Are they, are they always like this? I, I said, I wish they were always ex- as exciting as that moment, but man, what an incredible moment watching Thomas, watching the, the T-Birds defense, uh, the blue line step up. He, Thomas made a couple of amazing saves and, and hearing the crowd chant, Millick, 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 Millick. After the save and after the penalty was killed, the penalties were killed off. Just an incredible atmosphere. Uh, it's, it's a big reason of why the T-Birds were so successful at home this year. We had great crowds in the playoffs, and it was just awesome to see that come alive in a second round versus Prince George where, yeah, the T-Birds were, sh- were supposed to get through easily, but you still have to win those games. You still have to step up and play big, and, and they did, and they 
rose to the occasion in these big moments. So my number five moment, April 15th, T-Birds kill off a full two-minute five-on-three man advantage for the Prince George Cougars and go on to win five to one. All right, next up, number four, November 3rd, the other moment, not from the championship season. November 3rd versus the Spokane Chiefs. But it wasn't as so much about what happened on the ice. It was about what happened before the game on the ice in front of a packed crowd at the Excesso Shower Center. The T-Birds retired the one of the the number of one of the greatest to ever don a Seattle Thunderbirds sweater, Patrick Marlowe. Patrick Marlowe, whose jersey now hangs from the rafters of the Excesso Showwear Center, the all-time leader in games played in the NHL history. He starred for the T-Birds in the 95, 96, and 96, 97 seasons. In his two years, scoring 93 goals and 136 assists for 229 points. Up until recently... In 1997, Marlowe led, had led Seattle to their only ever appearance in the WHL Finals. That was until 2016 when they got back there, the one year where Seattle had reached the championship. And, and what an incredible night it was where we got to honor a legend in both the National Hockey League and in the Seattle Thunderbirds organization. Uh, really excited well-deserved. Why is this number four on my list? You say you might, some of you might be saying, Tyler, I think this is too high on the list. I know I thought about that as well, because where does it fit in relevancy in the, in the grand scheme of things? But, but that's what it brought me back to. When you think about the legacy of Seattle Thunderbirds hockey, somebody who has, is a pillar in this organization's history, Patrick Marlowe, there are few names that you would put above him on a list of impactful players for Seattle Thunderbirds hockey and a well-deserved, well-due coming to fruition in his jersey being retired for the T-Birds. So again, my number four, November 3rd, the Seattle Thunderbirds retire Patrick Marlowe's jersey at the Excesso Showwear Center. All right, here we are. Down to the final three. Number three, May 8th. With a 4-2 win on the road in Kamloops in game six of the Western Conference Finals, Seattle officially won its second straight conference title and for the second year in a row advanced to the WHL Finals. This was a... Tougher series than the first two in the playoffs for Seattle. 48 hours after Kamloops gritted out a 4-2 win on the road in Kent, the only loss the T-Birds would suffer at home in the WHL playoffs. That win by Kamloops forced game six. But Seattle, who played extremely well on the road just as they did at home during the playoffs, picked up their sixth road win of the playoffs and kept it from going to seven games and having to come back to Seattle for a winner-take-all. In this game, Jared Davidson, Sawyer Minio, Kyle Krinkovic, and Reed Schaefer all scored 
for the T-Birds, who won their fourth Western Conference championship since 2016. So I remember game five of this series. I remember uh, the feeling of, of how disappointing it was to drop 4-2. I remember the 4-2 loss and, and how disappointing it was because you went in with so much excitement. Hey, we can win this at home. We can move on. I, I remember the 2016 playoffs. I remember grinding it out. I remember watching the team in the in the final double overtime versus Kelowna. Michael Herringer with with 70 saves in that game. Just unreal. But I remember Matthew Wedman scoring his first goal of the playoffs in, in a double overtime winner to, to send the T-Birds to the championship. I remember doing that at home and, and I just knew if we can capture that at home, it just gives you so much energy and momentum and excitement going in. But then I also remembered that in 2017, in the 2017 playoffs, they won it on the road and then they ended up winning the championship. They won the Western conference on the road and they won the championship. Whereas they won the Western conference at home in 2016, but then lost in the championship to Brandon. So, you know, it was a really, it was a really emotional toss up moment, but just to be able to go on the road, like they had did, they had done so successfully. We talked about it earlier, 53 wins. You don't get to 53 wins unless you can play really well on the road. That's what they did all season long. And so again, my number three moment for the season, May 8th, T-Birds, a four, a 4-2 four win on the road in game six versus Kamloops to clinch the Western Conference Championship and head back to the WHL Finals. All right. Number two, June 3rd. The T-Birds top the Peterborough Peets 4-1 to one in the Memorial Cup semifinal to advance to their first ever appearance in the Memorial Cup final. Seattle had made two previous appearances in the Memorial Cup. They were 1-6. They had one win. In this tournament, the win against the Peets was their third win of the tournament where they had won one total game in their in their history of playing in the tournament in the Memorial Cup. And it was also the first appearance by a WHL it, it marked the first appearance by a WHL team in the Memorial Cup final since Regina in 2018. So it'd been a couple of years. Obviously the COVID pause impacted some of that, but uh, to to be the team that that broke that streak got back to the final a 4-1 win versus Peterborough. Seattle outshoots the Peets 47-28. Goals from Brad Lambert, Colton Dock, Kyle Krenkovic, and Nico Majadovic. Remember when I said earlier the, the acquisitions and how big those were? Two guys, Brad Lambert and Colton Dock, stepping up and getting it done in the Memorial Cup. So again, my number two moment, June 3rd. T-Birds beat the Peterborough Peets 4-1 to advance to the Memorial Cup final. And here we are. The number one moment, obviously, no question, 100% slam dunk. This was the easiest list to build because I could start at number one and say, this is number one. 
everything else is below it no matter what. But number one, May 19th, in front of 6,200 fans at the Accesso Showwear Center, the T-Birds top the Winnipeg Ice 3-1 to one and win their second ever WHL championship. They would win the series 4-1, to one, and they got it done at home the first time they've won a championship at home. They won in twenty six uh, in the twenty seventeen playoffs on the road, and it, it again they won three to one. It was a little bit closer than some of their other games this season, but against the top team in the Eastern Conference, who made it interesting. The ice scored in the five minutes into the third period to make it two to one, and it was a tense next fifteen minutes. But 13 of those, but after about 13 of those, Kyle Krenkovic, with just over a minute remaining in the game, scores the empty netter, and the place just went absolutely nuts. I said that the uh, the five-on-three kill off against Prince George in the second round of the playoffs was the second most electric moment I've ever experienced at the Excesso Shower Center. This was number one. Kyle Krenkovic scoring the empty netter. And at that moment, you just knew, okay, this is, this is for real. This is happening. This is, this is going to happen. Um, I took some, <laughs> I took some flack after the game from athletic uh, trainer, Phil Varney for, we did an amp up with the crowd with about three minutes for the four to three minutes left. And for some, and from what I understand, I use some verbiage that may have been a little um, pump pump up to the like the the Winnipeg team too. And he he apparently said afterwards that I shouldn't do that again. Um, so thank you, Phil, for the note. I I will never in a championship game ever try to pump up the other team. But but man, it was it was so tense in that building, and we just. We, w- the energy was there. We were just ready to explode. And then Kyle scores that goal, sends everybody off the walls. A minute later, celebration on the ice, and the T-Birds are hoisting the cup. Thomas Millich named the 2023 WHL Most Valuable Player. He finished the game with 30 saves on 31 shots. Seattle finishing the playoffs with a 9 and 1 home record. Almost unstoppable at home. And just an awesome moment that I've shared this on the podcast before. I I I will never forget this moment. I have a photo of me lifting the cup on the ice, um getting to celebrate. We were at the we were at the Accesso Shower Center, some of the staff till about 1 o'clock that night celebrating um, and just what an incredible moment for this franchise, for the organization, um, for the the owners, Dan and Lindsay LeCelt, for the, the players on the ice, for just all the fans, all 6,000 of you that were going nuts and, and didn't want to leave the arena. And what a way to cap off a magical season. And uh, so again, number one, my biggest moment of 2023 May 19th, T-Birds win their second WHL title. 
beating Winnipeg at home three to one. So there it is, our top 10 moments of 2023. Want to thank everyone who texted in and shared their top moments. I'd love to hear from you. What did I get wrong? What did I get, what did I get right? If you want to share what I got right, hey man, I'd love that too. But what did I get what did I get wrong? What would you put somewhere else? Did you have a different number? Did you have a different top 5? Did you have a different top 3? Did I put the Brandon game too low, too high? Um, you know, is it is it heretical of me being a citizen of the United States to put Team Canada t- winning gold at the World Juniors on this list? You know, I'd love to hear from you. So uh, text the show, again, 253-656-6618. You can also call the show, leave us a voicemail. We'll share that on the air. Want to share some of the texts. We got a ton of texts that came in about people's favorite moments. Uh, The Brandon game was up there. Uh, it, It feels like that could have been higher because it was so relevant in the moment. It's hard to remember like, oh yeah, that, you know, that five on three versus Prince George. Yeah, that happened. The the big splash of the deadline, the excitement that was the week of January seventh, ninth, and tenth, um, uh, you know the 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 franchise record and wins and everything that took place from the Western Conference Finals to the WHL Championship to the Memorial Cup, like just there were just so many things, and I think the Brandon game, I, I got a couple here. One of them says the biggest highlight and one thing I will remember is the Brandon game, how much the guys just fought and dug hard and got the win. I I want to believe we're going to see more of that this season. We're going to continue to see these guys fight. They did it against Everett a couple weeks ago. I think that there's a good chance they could, um, could have more performances like that. Uh, another one about this. Hey, Tyler Blaine here. Other than going to the Memorial Cup and winning the division, my favorite moment of 2023 has to be the Brandon game earlier this season. Absolutely insane comeback. And to my memory, one of the most exciting games in I've seen in recent history. As always, Happy New Year to you. Hope you have a great holiday. Let's go, birds. Let's fly. Let's fly. Um, yeah. He mentioned one here, too. Blaine mentioned one, winning the division. I I did not put the game that won us the West the U.S. division on here. So if if that's one that you think I missed that should have been on this list, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, so many great memories. Had lots of people texting about the championship, uh, the Memorial Cup, people getting to go to the Memorial Cup. I've talked to people this this year about you know, who got to go and and the amazing time that it was. I got a text about the draft. Um, somebody saying it was cool seeing my favorite player Sawyer Minio get drafted into the NHL. Totally agree. Um, so thank you again, everybody who texted in, who shared, who commented. Um, again, two five three six five six 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 one eight. What moments did we miss? What moment should have been higher? What moment should have been lower? Let me know your thoughts, uh, and we'll share some of those in next week's episode. All right, let's switch it up here. We're going to take a look ahead at what is coming up on the schedule. We've got some big games ahead. Talked about this in the last episode. It is the gauntlet stretch for the T-Birds. They saw that last week by facing three of the top four teams in the Western Conference. They will continue to face three of the top four teams in the Western, several of the top four teams by playing a a game here tomorrow night. 
uh, and then a road series against one of the top teams as well. But let's take a look here. So coming up next for the T-Birds, Friday, January 5th, a 7 o'clock puck drop versus the Prince George Cougars at home at the Accesso Shower Center. Prince George currently the top team in the Western Conference. This is going to be a battle, but Seattle has played well at home this season. We've seen some tough losses on the road. They've, they've held their own pretty well at home and and can make a, a good charge against a very talented and a very high-scoring Prince George team. It's not enough to get you to come out for that. It is also the next mini bobblehead night. And surprise, the announcement was made. It is mini bobblehead Jeremy Hansel night. So come on out. Get your mini bobblehead. Uh, first couple thousand fans, I believe, uh, get, get a bobblehead. So make sure to come out tomorrow night, Friday, January 5th, when your T-Birds take on the Prince George Cougars. After that, head out onto the road for a pair of games on Saturday in Everett. And then the following Wednesday, that would be Wednesday the 10th in Kelowna. Before next weekend... So Friday, January 12th, Saturday, January 13th, it is a home-and-home versus the Portland Winterhawks. Seattle has not had great luck against the Winterhawks this year, looking to change that going into this home-and-home series. Friday, January 12th, again, a 7 o'clock, 7.05 puck drop at home versus the Portland Winterhawks. And then Saturday, January 13th, in Portland, on the road, Six o'clock puck drop. This is a TV game, which means it'll be broadcasted live on Fox 13 plus. That is cable channel 110 and regular channel 22. So make sure to tune in for that. You can check out the full TV schedule online. Make sure to grab your tickets for these and other upcoming games. Again, we've got the big battle of the sound coming up at Climate Pledge Arena on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, a 5 o'clock game versus the Portland Winterhawks. Tickets to that game on uh, online. You can grab a link to that to Ticketmaster, but all other tickets for T-Birds games at the Accesso Shower Center online at seattlethunderbirds.com. All right. Well, hey, that'll just about do it for another episode of Let's Fly. have a couple of things that I want to talk about before we sign off here. We are now about two weeks out, two weeks since Christmas. And and my hope is that all of you out there had an amazing Christmas, got lots of great presents. I want to speak to those of you who didn't get great presents, though. If you got too many neckties this year or too many things that you don't want that you know are just going to sit in your closet, I have a solution for you. The Seattle Thunderbirds team store has never let me down. And I, and I will say this 100%. This is not a promo. This is not a paid advertisement. We don't run ads on the show unless you're listening on an app where they play ads and don't tell us about it. That happens. Uh, but let me just say this. I've gotten some great stuff at the T-Birds store this year. I got a new sweatshirt. I got a new hoodie. Same thing, I guess. Uh, I got a jer- I got a jersey for my son for Christmas this year. He is so excited. He was wearing it on Christmas Day. It was so much fun. Uh, but I got him a jersey, uh, his first hockey jersey, uh, getting him getting him started here. 
uh, hats. I've got I've gotten a couple new hats this year. So much great memorabilia and gear. So just put this out there. If you got a gift card, you got a you got you got some cash for Christmas, and you you said I didn't get what the stuff that I wanted for Christmas. Let me tell you, you got to go check out the team store. Instead of uh, being disappointed that you didn't get what you want for the Christmas, just go get yourself what you do really want for Christmas, which is more T-Birds gear. So uh, again, make sure to check it out. Uh, you can go online as well. See all of the new styles, seattlethunderbirds.com. Click the store button, the shop button there, or just swing by. They got uh, weekday hours or swing by before or after a T-Birds game. Always a great time. Always new stuff going in and out of the store. Make sure to check that out. Before we close out the show, one final note here. Trade deadline season is upon us. Trade deadline is coming up next week. I want to send a special thank you to Grayson Sochin. Grayson traded to Edmonton last week. It is part of the cycle of junior hockey. And uh, T-Bird's able to make a deal that benefits both the player the team that he goes to in Edmonton, as well as stocking up on picks, players, and things that they need to start in their building process and and getting back to another championship. But it was uh, I was I was a little bummed. Grayson has been one of my favorite players since he's gotten here in Seattle. Watching him fly around the ice, uh, the the last home game that we had, just watching him weave around defenders in the offensive zone. It was a really special thing to watch. I've gotten the chance to talk with him after a couple of games as well and do some interviews. Just a really great guy. So want to wish the best to him, uh, his brother who was also sent over in the deal. Um, and uh, Grayson, thank you so much for everything that you gave to Seattle Thunderbirds organization. Best of luck to you in the future, both in Edmonton. Uh, I'm thankful that we don't have to play you uh, more than at least one time a year going forward. Um and I don't know if we were playing Edmonton again. Did we have we already played Edmonton this year? I don't I I can't remember off the top of my head now. But anyways, best of luck to you both both in junior hockey as well as your NHL career. Uh, be exciting to watch you continue to develop and grow. Uh, wish you nothing but the best, as do all Seattle Thunderbirds fans for everything that you brought to our organization. So. Well, that'll do it for us. Another episode in the books. Again, wherever you are listening, thank you so much for joining us. Episode seven just feels crazy that we've gotten seven of these in. We've got lots more to go. We're just approaching the official halfway point now of the regular season here in the next few weeks. Uh, lots more to go. Lots of exciting stuff coming up. More player interviews. Want to get some fan interviews going as well as uh, sharing stories and some other big things. So thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure to subscribe. Turn on those alerts so that you get notified when new episodes drop every other week. Leave us a rating as well. That helps us uh, boost our reach and, and make sure more people can discover the podcast. A reminder, you can always text or call the show and leave us a voicemail, 253-656-6618. And for all things Seattle Thunderbirds hockey, make sure you're following along on social media at Seattle Thunderbirds on Facebook and Instagram and at Seattle T-Birds on X and Snapchat. That'll do it for another episode. We'll see you back at the show real soon. For now, keep flying T-Birds fans.